podcast named Play Nobody. It's LSU Alabama week. So how about an Auburn question um, <laughs> to lead the show off? Mainly because um, we had a fundraiser a month <laughs> and change ago, and I was really meticulous as someone who actually tries to keep his – my life is not organized, but my email usually is. But I did end up losing one question in the uh, in the GoFundMe that we did for Kane over at Temple. So, uh, by the way, leukemia in remission. So, congratulations, yeah. man. That, that is freaking awesome. Uh, I forgot one. Um, so, CK Lovelady. Uh, that's, what an awesome name, CK Lovelady. It's like a great – it's like a pin name. Um uh, I apologize. We are now going to do your question. Um, is it a perfect lead into this week? No, but yeah, it also is because Auburn's insane. So um, digging through. Okay, this was September 22nd, Bill. So if, if you can, uh, dial your robot robot system clock back to September 22nd, Auburn, like, uh, vantage point. Okay? <laughs> sure. What day, right. what day say it again? September twenty second. Okay. So let's. Where is Auburn? In so that's uh, that's Arkansas. That's the Arkansas win. They just lost to LSU, but they were on September twenty second. They beat Arkansas to move to three and one. They've beaten uh, uh, at the time a good Washington team, right? Yeah, I mean they're still good. No, I'm just saying. Like, so this it, is a it seemed like a much team. bigger deal than it was, but they're still really good. Right. No, I just I want to make the point that this is a this is a three and one football team that we're talking about on September twenty second. You ready? Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much as a question as a small request. Please remind fellow Auburn fans to take a big, deep breath and not call for the head of a coach that's A, coming off of a 10-win season where he took down our biggest rivals, B, is recruiting towards a top 10, parentheses, maybe top 5, class, and C, just gave $2 million for a new football facility. He's not a terrible coach just because he lost by one point to number 11, and he's not a robber baron just because he signed a $49 million contract. Robber baron, nice. Very nice. They keep old school. They keep it old school there. I appreciate that. There's another. Okay, so then 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 we moved to September 27th, and this is when I was organizing a lot of the paid, like a lot of the paid questioning. Um, hey Godfrey, rewording the attached tweet. In other words, like, hey stupid, you didn't do it. Um, <laughs> in the spirit of the GoFundMe campaign, just wanted to put out some positivity towards Malzon. Uh, IMO the idea that fans are already wanting his head on a spike does a lot more harm than good for the program. He's doing all the things that you could expect or want a coach to do. Recruited a high level, donated his own money. Da, da, da. Yeah, okay. Beat rivals with way more resources. He put that in bold. Hmm. Um, to make the program better than it are, than it has historically been. I'd even go so far as to say that most of the coaches other fans wish we had taken instead, Kirby Smart comes to mind, would unlikely find a higher level of success at Auburn than what Malzahn has achieved, all things considered. Feel free to comment, agree, disagree as you see fit. Thanks for all that you and Bill do. This is now, at this point, September 27th. Where are we in the life of Auburn on September 27th? September 27th was just later that same week. So they had, so th- this is on, on, they beat Arkansas. It was 34 3, but everybody was freaking out because the offense wasn't all that great. It was like special teams or turnovers or something was the reason why they won comfortably. Uh, so that was a freak out right there. And then 
So 27th would have been a Thursday. The 20, uh, two days later on Saturday, they limped by Southern Miss. You know, defense obviously still good, but they only scored 24. Next week, they yeah. only scored nine, and they lose to Mississippi State. So there was clearly a, a defensive uh, uh, reckoning going on or an offensive reckoning going on that you could see kind of forming. Uh, and they bottomed out against Mississippi State, lose a fluky game against Tennessee, their second fluky loss, you know, because I've already talked about how fluky the LSU loss was, both at home, by the way. Um, which doesn't help. Uh, and, and so then they, they rebound, they, you know, uh, they, they beat Ole Miss by two touchdowns, a pretty good Ole Miss by two touchdowns. And now they're off, They're on a bye week or they, they were just on a bye week. It's October 4th and he gets on Twitter to ask me and in the Reddit, I have no idea how this was so far <laughs> like, I don't know. This makes no me idea. feel better about the Kickstarter thing and forgetting to, fulfill all those obligations even though i checked my list like 147 times you really gotta do that um he said can you guys answer the question i paid 30 bucks for before my coach becomes the next au blood sacrifice thanks (laughs) and then finally an email and i am embarrassed yesterday october 29th pretty sure uh wait it was actually two days ago, and then I responded back, apologized, but he said, all right, man, I've run out of ways to ask. <laughs> At this point, can you just like write back a paragraph response or send me a frying <laughs> nanny koozie or something? I'm not sending you a frying nanny koozies because I don't have any. I wouldn't yeah, keep no, that trash kidding. On I get person. one first. Wouldn't keep that garbage in my house. Um, okay. What I like about this, other than it just illustrates how badly we do this, is that he's hanging on. Yeah. He really um, wants this. No, not that part. Oh, I mean, oh he Malzahn. paid money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he paid money. We shouldn't be dicks about it. Um, remember that Southern Miss game that I made jokes about? That was right before the Mississippi State thing, right? And it really feels like, for whatever reason, I, I'm I, I'm going to like try and find that game. I don't know if it's still in the ESPN three archive or whatever, but. Whatever it was about the game, I didn't watch. It was there were like twelve other game, better games on when I think it was. No, that game got delayed. Yeah, I think that's that was right. a it's storm on, game that yeah, got it's delayed on YouTube. a lot. It's on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I definitely want to flip through this game now because apparently there was just I don't know if it was like a dog whistle moment, um, where like hardcore Auburn fans and usually I know Auburn fans as a fan base rightfully take a lot of criticism, but there are a lot of smart football Auburn fans out there. They still may be impatient as hell, but they, they <laughs> understand things. And that was the one that just sent everybody into a, into a, a fit. So after that. It was that, a gross game. I remember checking in a few times and watching a little bit of it. It was a gross game. Yeah. So, well, because at the time, too, you know, Southern Miss is like the salty Cusa team. It's kind of. Their M.O. Right, and then it turned out they weren't very good. So it was 14-3 Auburn, early or mid, midway through, about five minutes left in the first half um, when the game is delayed due to lightning. So it's 14-3. Uh, Southern Miss just punted, so Auburn's going to get the ball back. After the delay, um, after the two-and-a-half-hour delay, uh, Auburn goes three and out. Southern Miss goes three and out. Auburn – wait. Uh, yes. Auburn punts again before half. So it's 14 three at half come out after halftime. Uh, they go down and to, they drive to the Southern Miss 42 and they punt, uh, Southern Miss kicks a field goal. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear it. I don't know. I still don't whistle. see it, but basically like they're up 21, six, they got a punt blocked. Um, 
that and and made it twenty one thirteen. Uh, and they, you know, they tack on a field goal late to win. I mean, it was it was an ugly game. Their offense really <clears throat> was mostly okay before the break. Offense didn't show up after the break. They game they you know four point nine yards per play for the game. Uh, it wasn't a great game by any means, and it did sort of signal that they were about to bottom out because then the next week they scored nine. But yeah, it's, beyond that, I'm not really sure. They scored nine against a defense that everybody kind of woke up and realized this weekend was really good. Well, I mean, yeah, in, it's in been, it, they should have realized now, that a while ago, but yeah. They are oh, really good, well, but I found it weird that the A&M game was the one that convinced everybody because that offense is considerably a work in progress. It's not like they went in. It's not like they went up against the best offense in the right. league. But now all of a sudden, you have enough of a bridge to create those stats about you know zero, x amount of touchdowns given up over y consecutive quarters, and so now all of a sudden Mississippi State's the eighty five Bears. Um, they are a very good defense though. Um, over under right now, how many points does Alabama score against Mississippi State? Against Mississippi State? Yeah. I- I mean, I'm putting. I, I say Alabama scores at least 28 on anybody at the moment. I, yeah, you know, they I'm going. Become, yeah, they haven't even you come keep close. that bad boy under 35. You've worked a miracle, I right? Think. I mean, LSU is going to be a, the. Uh, you know, we've obviously everybody's overstating. How, you know that they just played Little Sisters of the Four eight times and all that stuff. But um, LSU is by far the best defense they will have faced, and so that'll finally give us a a hint of what it's like for them to play against a defense that uh, can actually make stops. And down the stretch now, I mean, Alabama is at LSU, Mississippi State the next week, and after the Citadel, they get Auburn, who still has a very good defense as well. So um, we will certainly learn a little more about Tua. I assume we'll probably like the answers we get, the things we learn, uh, but we will certainly learn more. Mississippi State could lose to Alabama 30 to nine or six or something. And that would be a remarkable achievement. Okay. God, this season sucks. Well, and, and um, that's, it's like uh, whoever, one of us from the college football, the SBN college football team just had a pretty good tweet to go with the piece I wrote on Monday about, uh, as, as he, I think it was Alex, uh, this season's kind of like a mullet business in the front of the rankings and a wild party yeah. in the back. Um, like, yeah, we got Kentucky and Washington State and Virginia and a bunch of super weird teams doing really weird things uh, that are really interesting. But, yeah, Alabama and Clemson have been laminated at the top uh, and and don't really seem like they have any plans on on, on changing that. So uh, it is kind yeah. of a boring and super weird, exciting season at the same time. Um, okay, so Auburn. Auburn. Do I need to reinforce this situation? I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. Um. I would really like to see what they do this weekend. Yes. Referendum on Auburn coming this weekend. We had heard, I had heard, you had heard, we had heard that a change might have happened immediately. If if, they lost Ole Miss. If they lost Ole Miss, which would have been three straight against teams that they perceive themselves to be far superior than. And I would agree in the case of Ole Miss and Tennessee. The state this year, I think, is just a better football team. Yes. Um. It's possible. I always take dramatic pause. I'm really trying to craft this out. (laughs) I got people sending me like vines of them recording our show when I make any kind of prediction now. So I have to like, yeah. Um, I was of a cold. Uh, I don't think a firing would happen on on Sunday if they lose. I do think the process would begin. Right. Because yeah, like if you Georgia is the following week, by the way. Right, if you don't beat A and M, 
That's you're it. probably going oh, six no, and six. They play Liberty. I'm sorry, they play. Liberty. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they beat they beat Liberty, but so that's win number six. We we assume, <laughs> uh, you know, if if the existential crisis really gets going, who knows? Because Liberty's not terrible. Well, they're pretty bad, but they're not horrible. Um, but no, like you, if you beat A and M, you beat Liberty, you finish seven and five. Um, I mean, you probably give up about forty points to Alabama, and so like, this is one of those things where like <clears throat> I kind of. St- think in two different terms at once on one side freaking Gus Malzahn has two top 10 finishes four ranked finishes in five years uh he won the free he won everything almost everything his first year he won the west he beat Alabama last year less than 12 months ago um and is clearly like historically doing a very 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 solid job at, yes. at Auburn <clears throat> and that's not that doesn't even though this season will have absolutely been a disappointment you know they can still finish eight and five which is is not horrible by any means and could get them ranked again could they could slide into that 20 to 25 range at the end of the year <clears throat> so how are they finishing eight and five if they finish seven and five and then go and then win their bowl <clears throat> excuse me um, okay i was just making sure you weren't okay yeah. no, no 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 um no the beat, beat a&m liberty and your bowl opponent that's eight wins um and that's not that's that's disappointing. You were preseason top ten, and we know historically that Auburn just doesn't really ever that just automatically defies whatever expectations are, no matter whether those expectations are good or bad. Yes. Um, and I understand that from a fan base, general fan, not even Auburn fan base, but from a general, they hold on to those things. Um, like congratulations for going from unranked to second in 2013. That buys you goodwill. But when you went from six to unranked in 2015, that was like double. Like you get double the bad as you got the good sometimes. You definitely remember the bad things. Right. And I am, so I am a fan of sports teams and I do linger on the bad things. Yes, you do. Um, and so that's been their MO all along. Like start low, finish high, start high, finish low. Um, and that gets really annoying after a while. But in a rational universe, which college football isn't, in a rational universe that doesn't get you fired. Um, Jason, like in the pros, Jason Garrett can't even get fired. Like he, he would have been fired 38 times by Auburn by now. And half of them justifiably, <laughs> but, um, well, that's so, Lincoln Riley's job, isn't it? Or that's right. Cleveland. No, he's, How weird Lincoln, is it, Lincoln, by the way? Yeah, Lincoln is actually going to coach four different NFL teams next year. It's going to be really interesting. How how strange a football year is it when stupid season starts in the pros first? I know. <laughs> that's true. That, I, I was talking to our NFL team about that yesterday. So, like, dumb conjecture is the league started it. How did this happen? Well, the league really has taken to imitating all of college football. Um we also didn't have a bizarre September thing happen this year. Yeah. I mean, we're we kept to... saying it was going to happen, and it, it, it didn't. Right. We're playing catch-up now. Uh, you know, Auburn's trying to trying to get weird. Uh, USC has officially gotten weird. Um, yeah, and we're so, going to talk about them later in the show. Yeah, we, hey, guess what, we, though? I didn't do the show intro, um, and also we didn't want to live on Auburn too long. So this is a podcast named Play Nobody. It's college football marriage of numbers and words. Sometimes it's just a marriage, a football marriage of numbers and words. Uh, that's the robot Bill Connolly. He's the inventor and proprietor of the S&P Plus analytics system. Whew. He wrote uh, multiple books. I just ran out of air on that one. Uh, he wrote multiple books, both of which you can find on Amazon's uh, The Dot Coms. Uh, if you find them in a bookstore, let us know. It just it's quaint at this point, right? It's neat. Yeah, if you um, go, if you go into a bookstore, let us know. That would just make me feel good. Oh man, have you been in a bookstore lately? It's like a chain, not like a local. I mean, I know local bookstores. Some are thriving, but I mean, have you been to like a like a Barnes and Noble lately? Right, not probably within the last few weeks, but yeah, we go to Barnes and Noble occasionally. <clears throat> hey, wow, 
It's, it's, it's I used bad. to I used to work in the music section at a Barnes and Noble, um, which is Nerd. to say that I which is to say that I didn't really do much um, because I was in the music section and nobody was buying eighteen ninety nine CDs. But uh, it was um, great. It was great. I got to research. I got to find a bunch of bands on the uh, you know on the computer while I was doing nothing. Um, and I've got a Harry Potter Day story that I should share at some point as well, but I won't right now. Wow. Okay. Harry Potter Day. Uh, my name is Stephen Godfrey. You can reach me at thirty eight Godfrey. I spent all week in Los Angeles and uh, and I'm being accosted by various fans on the internet right now. Um, so I get on Bill all the time for bidding for worrying too much about criticisms of the S and P Plus analytics system. I do think you have more merit in in kind of watching the perception of it because it S and P Plus kind of breathes. You know, it, it's it's something that evolves and you take a lot of things into consideration. But I always I'm always like, don't worry about the three pissed off insert school here fans. Which who who is it this year? Uh, like this, I, well, I mean, it's it's a week thing. It's not a year thing. It's a yeah. week thing. I mean, Last UCF, week UCF always. Well, UCF but always. Like, um, but this week it was funny. Like nobody really nobody got crazy on Sunday because um, I, I mean, as as tends to happen mo- more often yes. than not, uh, the teams who the with the. Uh, the 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 guy the people screaming you know we're underrated how dare you follow an algorithm all that those teams usually lose pretty quickly um, <laughs> for for semi obvious reasons but this week like if anybody's gonna be mad at me it's Northwestern fans and um, they haven't really shown we still have any attention we, we still have NC State fans pissed off really yes we have Iowa State fans pissed off because I said that. Um, they didn't have a shot at winning the conference this year oh well that's your that's that's your fault because they do pause for a sip of water there well the guy like tweeted me and put it put like a, just a clip of the of the podcast playing in his car and you immediately rebuke me and they're like well they had a shot last year um they're not iowa state's not gonna win the conference that's not a great shot but they absolutely have a shot have you seen their schedule like they i know but i'm just saying they're not gonna and and so here's the point of this it's not that it's not the take first off we do three podcasts a week now i have to say something um, occasionally I'm going to oh, make an that's observation. How, that's how you go down the take road. No, but that's just it. Is I don't have takes, and and once in a blue moon, I'll look at something from layman's perspective, and then you you usually will either say, eh, maybe, or no, actually. And that's kind of the gist of this thing. And then sometimes <laughs> I provide reporting, and I break down things that are commonly uh, are common misconceptions about kind of more the media side of things and, and the athletic director, coachy side of things. And... So throughout the course of the show, I will occasionally just say something knee-jerk. It doesn't mean I'm I'm doing it to provoke, but it also what y'all have to understand is I don't really care in a fandom in the parameters of fandom. I care about the show, but I don't care like it's not like I'm I, I don't have any again. I love Iowa State. You're expressing an opinion, you're not advocating. That has the, of all the team sites at SB Nation has the greatest name. Wide right and natty light. Like that's I love every uh, Ames. Don't knock it till you riot. Like it's fantastic. I love the, everything about Iowa State. By the way, you know where the I, wide right thing came from? I think it came from a Missouri game. The, the oh, you I know? think you're right, actually, because I talked the, to those site guys o, a long the time. The 05 ago. game, um, they had a chance to. I think it was like in both 04 and 05, they had a chance to basically sneak in the back door and win the Big 12 North because the Big 12 North was so terrible, and they lost to Missouri both years. Missouri didn't win the North either, obviously, but still. You mean back when Missouri was too Midwest for the Big 12 as opposed to now when they're too Midwest for the SEC? Well, they were never too Midwest for the for the Big 12. 
They've always been Midwest for the Big 12. The, now, see, because the Big 12, like, and this is more of like a cultural debate to me. It's too Texas to be Midwest. I think Iowa State sneaks well, by because, like, I, like Ames was, is like a Lubbock ass town. It was always two, th- like, it was always two thirds Big Eight schools, though. So, I mean, the, the the identity there was strong. Texas comes in and immediately makes everything their own identity. Uh, yes, and they but, do infect all the decision making accordingly. League offices move to Dallas. Da, da, da. I will say, I will say this: I've been to Manhattan. I've been to Lawrence. <clears throat> I've been to Columbia. Mm-hmm. I've been to. I passed through Lincoln. I haven't done a game there, but. The point is, I don't understand, and we, we've got a lot of listeners in this large portion of the country that I'm about to try and draw a shaky line around. So I want you all to tell me, is the Midwest like Oklahoma and Manhattan, no. Kansas, but also like like Toledo, Ohio? First of all— There's no way. That can't be possible. First of all, I think we've established that everywhere is basically the same. Um like just like geography and just slight demographic change, the slightest of demographic changes that are all we really talk about here. But um, in terms of well, geography, people, people say the Midwest and they're like, "Oh yeah, Kansas City," and I'm like, "Kansas City has nothing in common with Cleveland." Eh. It's uh, bunch. I, cr- I mean, I, I say this with with sort of more love in my heart for like, because so when I go to like Kansas, especially or like. I've never been to Ames, but I, I I got the idea. I've been to Lubbock, you know, like the that to me is almost like an iteration of a Western South. Like there's something there that there's has more kinship with the redneck ass places that I'm from, or half Appalachia, half. You can find plenty of redneck South. ass places in Ohio, by the way. Oh, um, I know. In between Columbus and Cincinnati, it like boom. Yeah, it's the South. Um, no, yeah, but that, that uh, kind of that's that's kind of my point. Like, if I were if you were asking me to like draw boundaries and label regions, I would say the Midwest probably ends around Kansas City. And basically, in terms of like North South, it's basically a straight line through Columbia. Like I've always said about the middle of Missouri, it's half Iowa, half Arkansas. Um, but the, so then mean. like Kansas and, and Oklahoma, so, so Kansas and Oklahoma and Texas and all that is the Plains, the Great Plains. That's their region. They're not the Midwest. Yeah. They're the Plains. Okay. So who was in, I mean, so in the Midwest in the, in the old Big 12? Well, I mean, it was still Oklahoma, Nebraska. I, I, well, this is why labels break down. Oklahoma, Nebraska, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. Uh, Colorado was always a little weird. Oklahoma State. Um, I think I just forgot a team from the old from the old Big Eight. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Nebraska, Missouri, Colorado. Okay, so everybody but Colorado was always just bunched together. Like football region wise, it was all the same, whether it's Plains or Midwest or whatever. I don't. Yeah, care. they could have called that thing the Great Plains Conference. Sure. Uh, or windy, but, but this was it, but it formed it in the twenties when everything was the big something. So they were the big six, then they were the big seven, then they were the big eight. Sounds so problematic if we were the big south. I don't know why. <laughs> well, there is a big south. Yeah, that's and true. it's and, but I mean yeah, like come to big south in reference to like some of the more antebellum ass traditions we have. Yeah, I mean there are a couple of at least one there was uh, at least one relatively problematic school in the big south until recently. So, well, there's a bunch of problematic schools in the SEC. Uh, shout out, by the way, to the never-ending Egg Bowl rivalry where State debuted some tribute uniforms, and I forget it's uh, Sonny Montgomery. It's Sonny Montgomery, who is is, is a yeah. a very looms a very large figure in the history of veterans' rights and in the United States military, but also arrested the Freedom Riders, um, led them to be arrested technically, but like intercepted them at the border of Mississippi. There's something I knew immediately from from Southern Studies classes at Ole Miss, and I was like. 
wow they and oh and the uniforms are confederate gray and i was yeah. like oh my god yeah um, so this is a, just another chapter in mississippi um <laughs> all right we've digressed into a digression but what i wanted to say is this i love iowa state i also really like nc state believe it or not you guys were mad you're mad you lost to syracuse all I wanted to say was this. If you would have played West Virginia, you would have lost. You probably would have had a better equilibrium about your season. I think they're still a really good team. I think it's an impossible, for whatever reason, situation there. Not that I want it to be. Not that I'm cheering against you. Um, God knows you put out – I mean, you're the freaking – you're like Miami, Florida State levels of NFL talent. I don't know what – I mean, I don't understand the translation issue with wins. Um, we on this podcast officially have nothing against – NC State. Will you co-sign that, please? Well, uh, I think they already knew I didn't. You know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love everybody, and everybody knows Jesus. that I, I never have any problems with anybody. One moment you could have swooped in and helped. Really appreciate that. Uh, by the way, advice to NC State: beat Florida State this weekend. You, because uh, this is this could be a spiral if you don't. Um, just and you don't want another freaking spiral. So beat Florida State. Okay. Um, we talked about some teams that we need to talk about on Sunday show on the recap show. Yeah. Um, and really I bunched these together in no, for no particular reason other than, huh, weird or wow, really? We're at a point in the season where we can start to really maybe draw legitimate conclusions, um, cobble together a group, um, of all the ones in this list, Northwestern has just sort of appeared, um, mainly because of their division race. We have... Virginia, Utah. So these are the so when Bill and I talked after the show, we're like, these are the teams nobody's talking about. Utah, Virginia, Northwestern. I suggested maybe Cincinnati. Fresno, we feel like we've said everything we can. That doesn't mean we don't like you. Um <laughs> and then Houston. Yeah. Houston now with just the one loss in Lubbock. Um Houston, I think, is the easiest one to talk about first. Okay. Um, it's essentially the same team with a degree of loss, maybe an overall talent from like when things were really clicking. Cause remember Tony Levine recruited as well as Tom Herman eventually would for which are basically the kids there. Now they just had a, a bad offensive year. They went out and, you know, looked, looked the, mor- the moral barometer straight in the eye <laughs> and hired Kendall Bryles from FAU and Bryles has done exactly what he did at FAU. Yep. Um, they're they're explosive. They score in bunches. They like chunk plays. They're fun to watch. Um, and that will carry you in this league. Um, I don't think that they will finish the year unblemished. They're, they're headed into the teeth of the thing. It really is a testament to the AAC scheduling. Um, most of the really, really good matchups are yet to come. And you yeah, can't say I- that about every... Um, about every conference. Right. Uh, Big 12 kind of tried to go in the opposite direction because they didn't want any rematch, like immediate rematches in the title game. Um, but the AAC, yeah, I mean, like they're pro- they're pretty safe now. They got S- uh, SMU on the road this week, which has been a problem in the past. Um, but Temple has to come to Houston, so that's something, even though Temple's quite good now. Tulane has to come to Houston, and then they go at Memphis, which is obviously, that one's a toss-up. But um, – yeah, I mean, this is a way, way, way better offense than what they had under Tom Herman. Much more consistent than what they had on, under Tom Herman. And um, and again, it's gross to talk about because you have to you have to compliment how brilliant a mind Kendall Bryles has for offense. Um, but so far this year, they've scored 45, 45, 49, 63, 41, 42, 49, and 57. 
Uh, they are fifth in offensive S&P Plus, and even despite Ed Oliver, I know he's hurt right now, but he's still played a lot. They are 89th in defensive S&P Plus. Um, well, I mean, that's just football. Like, sure. it's look, it's a really cool story, and he's been profiled to death at this point. But like, if you're that level caliber defensive <clears throat> lineman, you can stay at home and play at an AAC school, which we totally commend as G5 stands on the show. But yeah, right. like, you're not going to change a defense by yourself. You're not. Yeah, I mean, and obviously um, they've got a whole hell of a lot more pass problems than run problems. Nobody's really, nobody's really even trying to run on them. Uh, be, well, because duh, but they uh, they sure do struggle to stop the pass. And uh, in the AAC, that'll mean you're in a lot of shootouts. I just listed their their points scored. Well, they've allowed they they somehow managed to allow 27 points to Rice, which is very hard to do. 63 to Texas Tech, um, 36 to Navy, 36 to USF, which actually isn't terrible. Uh, no. but they are they are quite bad defensively and quite good offensively and uh that's fun you know if nothing else that's fun virginia football Hell yeah. it's a thing <laughs> they're first in the coastal they are um man it's Bill, funny like so i is wrote it a time piece. to talk about bronco the way we've always been curious like like wow, take the restraints of BYU off of them is, or are no, we just having no, 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 a, are we no, having no, a no, weird no. ACC year? Let's it's a weird maybe. ACC year. The coastal is as weird as ever. Uh, they are forty eighth in S and P. It's not like they're it's not like they're suddenly ninth. Uh, it's not like recruiting has exploded. It, this is basically a BYU team right here, uh, right down to the number seventy nine offense and number thirty three defense. I can't figure out who you pissed off more by saying that. Well, that's that's Somebody. what you, you know. It's it, you like to kind of spread the the love around a little bit, but um, but no, they you know. Well, let's put it this way: um, they were let's see after beating Louisville in late September, they were forty third in S and P plus. They are now forty eighth in S and P plus. Um, they just they you know they they won what was on paper a toss up game at Duke, and that was a really nice win. That's why they're in the coastal lead. Uh, they yeah. handled their business against North Carolina. Um, I was out when I wrote a piece, like when we, we started, when I knew we were going to talk about this yesterday morning, I wrote a little piece about like the sustainability of some of these WTF teams at the top of these standings. Uh, and with Virginia, basically on paper, you're like, all right, well, that's, this is looking good. They got, they're going to, they're projected favorite against Pitt. They're going to beat Liberty. Liberty apparently is joining a power five conference in, in November. Um, and then, you know, then you're like, okay, well at Georgia tech and at Virginia tech, that's not optimal, but the, you know, neither of those teams is great right now. They're ranked ahead of both of those teams in S and P. So, Hey, that's not bad. You, this is a clear path. And then you start to think about, well, among other things, you start to think about UVA's history and Pitt's history. And you realize that this week's game, uh, in Charlottesville, it feels like more of a toss up than it seems on paper. And then you remember that, um, Virginia hasn't made, uh, hasn't beaten Virginia tech since 03, that's um, what I was about to bring up, baby. Common yeah. wealth cup. Yeah, it, it allowed me, by the way, in that piece I wrote to make a Dave Matthews Band uh, Lily White Sessions reference, and I appreciate that. Um, Nerd. But it was still a very much. It's 2003 is a long time ago, um, and it, it's Here's been that long. Yes, they won. They won in 2003. <clears throat> that was their only win in 20 years. Yeah, that's their, true. Their previous win is November of '98, before 2003. They have so won back to back games, right? Yeah, and basically, when you you see a shift, as I have the rivalry page pulled up, where you see, uh, you know, ebbs and flows and stuff, and and then just a wash of maroon, pretty much, yeah, just a consistent just death. Um, it's really when the when everything changed. Honestly, it was the Michael Vick era on? Because essentially, when you look at Vick on, they've only won that one game in 03. Um, 
Last year was a really ugly game. I remember that was the 10 nothing game. Yeah, it and was then super gross. Spates of ass whoopings mixed yep. in with a couple click a couple close ones. Um so let's just boil it down to that. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the referendum. I mean Georgia Tech is improving by the way, so they could ruin the party too. Um but yeah, you do you do kind of talk yourself into all right, well that's fine. They can get to the finale. It's a it's a winner take all Commonwealth Cup. Uh, <laughs> oh, kinda... shout out if somebody was asking me about the Georgia Tech thing I alluded to. Mm-hmm. I can't write about it yet because Georgia Tech has like decided not to die yet. Yeah, three they've won 3 of 4. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do yet. I mean, um, granted, two of those ones were against Bowling Green and Louisville, but still, it's technically three of four. Very much the this is very much the Monty Python moment where I was I've got the cart full of bodies and one of them screaming, "I'm not dead yet!" So I just have to hit him in the head with a shovel. Be warned, Paul Johnson. Um, so Virginia feels real. Houston feels real too, by the way. So so they both feel real. That gonna be our qualifier in this little segment? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, and again, top fifty real. Like they're not an amazing team. They are a good defensive. Sacrifice to sacrifice to Clemson, real. Right. Oh yeah. You know that's going to be a massacre. Um, and, and I mean anybody. Murder. Like our, our 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 top alternatives, uh, if it's not Virginia right now, are Pitt or Virginia Tech. Who will, that'll be equally massacreish. But um, yeah. but no, it, it's it, it it's still a good story. Even if they do get destroyed uh, in the conference title game, it's still a chance to win your division as Virginia, who has been mostly moribund in recent years, and now they seem to have an they seem to have a very Mendenhall identity. And even on offense, they stay on schedule reasonably well. As soon as they're off schedule, they die. But uh, it's still a, a, a pretty good. Um, it's it's a neat team, and they're growing in confidence. Utah. I've got this thing working where I want to write about how Mark Stoops and Kentucky were basically proven right. I'm going to get to Utah in a second. Just stay with me. Okay. Um, by virtue of the fact that he had a little bit of success early on and then they, they bumped his buyout. And then they, when they hit just this, that real steady mediocrity, um, it was a lot harder, you know, to just up and fire the dude. And they waited it out and they got deeper and they got more experience and they got more time with the roster and it, it paid out. Inarguably it paid out. I mean, they they could win the SEC East, right? That's freaking massive. Yeah. Is Utah an example of that as well? No, no, Utah's been Kentucky there no. No. That's an insult to Utah. Utah's been quite good for quite a while. Kentucky, this is out of the blue. The whole problem with Mark Stoops before this year is he could never have field a good defense. Suddenly, he has a top three defense. This was out of the blue, and I and it's so out of the blue, and it's so driven by freaking Josh Allen. And I don't even know, like heading into next year, when you're without Snell and Allen, what happens? So I, I don't. I, this feels like a like a magical kind of confluence situation right now. I'm not willing to say that this is the new Kentucky or anything. Utah's been no, no, no. no Utah, Utah's Kentucky been this for a long time. So no, I, I don't. Why, I can't compare those we, two at all. Why are we now shaping up to to pay attention to Utah in a different way? Because we are. Because the Pac-12 South sucks, so they might win their division this year. Like that's the only difference. They are Utah. They are extremely Utah. Uh, they now they have taken it to another level the last few weeks, but it's just a few weeks. They're still they've been a good team for a long time. So this is just like a good version of a good program. I, so I, no, I'm not, it's an insult to Utah to even think about like this as some, like they've turned a corner. No, they've, they've been good for a long time. They're just slightly better now. That said, they're fun as hell right now. And so like, they're slightly better but they're also taking advantage of a situation. They're very, 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 very rarely afforded. And also I'll say this, 
this is the most shine they've received since they got in the Pac-12 by virtue in the absence of other programs that <clears throat> the quote you know the Pac-12 quote unquote needs to be good. Now there's nothing Utah can do uh, about that stuff. Flat I, out, there's not. I, I mean, the, the conference has a lopsided uh, addiction to the LA schools. Sure, for relevancy. But if you if uh, Utah comes in and is able to build out, I mean, it's just. It's not something that I, I really think the league wants, but I'm going through. I'm going through. I mean, really, there's no other moment no, in their uh, Pac-12 existence. No, uh, where they've been this, this October 24th visible. It's October 30th currently. October 24th, 2015, they were ranked third in the country. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they were six and zero. Oh, they beat Oregon. They beat Cal. They they remember <gasps> that they they uh, humiliated Oregon. They the beat Friday Cal. Night. They were six and zero. Oh. Uh, they got thumped around by USC at a game I was at. Uh, they won their next two. They, then they then they then they then they bottomed out a little bit. They lost at Arizona. They lost UCLA. And so they went from top five Wait, to not Utah winning the, the Pac twelve South. But fifteen. Yeah, three years ago they were in the top five almost this exact day three years ago. Uh, and then the next year they were eleventh. So if we're forget if we're if we're saying this is like a new Utah or turn a corner, that's on us because <gasps> they've been good. I remember that USC game. Yeah, I was at it. Cameron, what, what's his name? Cameron Smith, like a linebacker, mm-hmm. picks off three passes or something yes. really super weird. And that that was also when I discovered how awesome tailgating is at USC. And it's like, wow, this is actually a campus with an actual college football scene. I didn't realize that. And it was awesome. And and I've I've been fond of them ever since as they have crashed and burned. So I didn't just come up with this list of my own volition. Right? <laughs> this is also – no, I mean this is also people in, in uh, a larger group in more – traditional which we hate circles of college football are casting an eye to utah in a way that they never have before so since you do bring this up and yes they were ranked god yeah. it is crazy they were and not only that they were in the top 10 for yeah no and they were a month. That was fluky like i mean I, it's kind of funny i'm in exactly the opposite both right boat right now because three years ago my numbers hated utah um and yeah. so i was having to talk about how yeah that's a good story but and now i'm like no hell yeah they're really good now so i realize it is different in some regards well, not only that, and it's funny, I, I should probably go back. Let's look at like whatever the hell was going on in October of 2015, because not only that, they start unranked. Oh, that's what it is. Of course. Pff, problem solved. They beat Michigan. That's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah, they that's right. They beat Michigan. I, they I get skipped right over ranked. that one because they weren't ranked, but then they became they, ranked. No, yeah. that's what it is. See, I told you, college football's dumb and tribal. Not that you were disagreeing yeah, but on nobody, that. But like, no, nobody knew Michigan was good yet. So, I mean, it was kind of... doesn't matter. It, they beat Michigan. Uh, I, guarantee, you, uh, I guarantee you no, they, in the they vote... They pants Oregon. That was the game that really that made people stand up. They, they yes, absolutely but they, embarrassed But beating Oregon. Michigan got them ranked off of one game. Then they beat Utah State by 10. And then they start climbing. They beat Fresno. And then it's two ranked games. Uh, and yes, they I'm beat they in. beat Oregon 62 in. to 20. But this is like... This is as the Helfrich thing is falling apart or beginning to show. No, its, they had just made the national title game. That, that was a shock. Um, I know. What, that's what I'm saying is that it was beginning to fall apart because when you look at that Oregon team for the national championship, everything after that is a measurable decline. Ooh. Man, I'm digging in here. Hold on. I don't even know why I'm digging in on this. I'm just digging in. This, this. is great. I very rarely get him to disagree with me this um, much, let alone about what happened to the Pac-12 in 2015. So and by the Oregon, way, if anyone's mad that we're off topic – 
I got a bunch of comments saying that we answered too many questions. So uh, Oregon, this is what you get. Oregon had just barely lost at Michigan State. That was the Vernon Adams here. Um, yeah, they started to fall apart uh, relative were, to a national title. They were 13th in the country. Michigan State was a top five team. They went to the playoff Since when that ranking, year. You, don't, you know rankings don't mean anything. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? No, okay, so starting in 2015, Yes, mm-hmm. they got ranked after beating uh, Michigan. They were thirtieth. Tw- they were thirtieth in the preseason polls. They didn't like come out of nowhere and suddenly get ranked. They moved up five spots. Um, so, like, so, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Back to man, I'm flipping around too many pages here. So yeah, they they moved up six spots to twenty fourth. They move up three spots for beating Utah State. Three for beating Fresno State. Thirteen spots for beating Oregon. That I swear to God, that was the catalyst game. That was the game everybody noticed. And right around that time, also yes, of course, they, yes, Michigan, more people noticed it. But then they looked. That's where it would be Michigan. Well, and that's Look, where I Michigan can draw everything in the awesome. world back to Michigan being overvalued as a brand. <laughs> well, and I mean, like you know, like, like I'm saying, that that is the point at which Michigan started looking amazing that year too. So that helped. But that it was the they went from 18th to fifth after 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 embarrassing Oregon and running that chick punt play, whatever that was, where one guy lays down. However that played out, I don't remember. Um, but then like they they run up the score, they they survive Cal, they beat Arizona State. They're third yes. in the country three almost three years ago today. So this yes. is not new for them. And I think that that must be why my hackles got raised about Kentucky because Kentucky's out of nowhere, and I'm bitter because Kentucky just won a stupid game on my team home field like three days ago really really stupid game with a Get really really stupid Let it out. set of play calls and a really really stupid pass interference penalty at the end but Let it out. anyway to defend utah's honor here they are not kentucky the end um for those of you who have not paid attention to utah for most of the year which i think is a lot of shame people on in you college football um they essentially are real real good and they lost to both Washington schools. Right. Um, they was you a lot closer than Washington. Yeah. They, they were essentially disappointing like a month ago. So, yeah. you know, they started 25th in S&P projections, fell to 43rd after losing to Washington State. Although after Washington, Washington State, State has, I distinctly remember thinking like, oh, they're going to go to Stanford and lose. And then and then they didn't. And then I remember they, they thinking, well, they've Stanford, got. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yes, they did. And then after they thumped Stanford, I, I, I discounted the beginning thinking like, well, They'll probably eat the curb once against one of the LA schools, and they did not. No, they were forty-one in each of those games. It's hard to so, move this linear in this linear fashion, but they were forty-third after Washington State. Then they moved up eight spots for thumping Stanford, nine spots for thumping Arizona, seven spots for thumping USC, and seven more spots for thumping UCLA. So they're on a freaking roll. Apparently, they're going to be ranked fifth after thumping Arizona State, and then like negative two after beating uh, Oregon. So congrats! So to them. here's congrats here's in advance left. for that. Here's what's left, and here's definitely what you need to know, because I do think this is in play based off of um, things I know. They have Arizona State, Oregon, Colorado, and BYU left. Yes. Winnable game. Extremely, yeah. Yes? yes. Yeah, no, they're right? at least project, they're projected but to win at least by nine in every game. Correct. Okay. Kyle Whittingham has been at Utah. Since 05, I believe. I think it was 05. Because 04 no. was the Urban Meyer run, so. Yes, he fought. Yes, yeah. Um, he's 117 and 58. I thought you were gonna say he's 117 years old. No, like, no, that's um, no, I think probably life in Utah, I think higher quality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, 11 looks good. Bulls. Um, those of you who are talking about coaches, this is his coaching changes, you mean? I'm just those of you who are talking about coaches, this is a name that. 
kind of permeates the outside of the conversation and it's always on a list, but it's never on the last list when you're talking about major, major hires at major schools. Okay. I'm just saying yeah. now Utah fans are going to hate me even more because I'm pilfering their coach. Um, and I'm, I'm defending their through. honor. So this, it continues to work in my favor here. They get to, so they were obviously a machine in the mountain West and they lucked out and they got to jump onto a P five. Okay. But so starting in 2011, eight and five, five and seven, five and seven, then nine and four, 10 and three, nine and four, seven and six. And then they're currently six and two. Nobody noticed. I'm just telling you, don't get mad. All right. Nobody's noticed yet. They have an opportunity and a platform here to get really noticed. They do. <laughs> do they? Cause they don't play anybody. And, and, um, I mean, with, they win the Pac-12 South. That is a thing where people will. Um, let's bring they, it to a bigger topic, and we'll come okay. back to the other uh, unknown teams. Okay. We know right now it's a slower year than than it, at least on pace right now. It's a slower year for coaching higher fire. Okay. That doesn't mean there won't be, and what that does mean is that the market's going to be different. I think this is a year in which he could benefit from that if he wants to. If he wants to. The other thing is this. If you're Utah, life's going to be good for like at least two or three more years. No, seriously. Because nobody else is going to have their act together. (laughs) Arizona, the entire state of Arizona is on fire and smells like burning tires. All right. In a football sense. Herb's Herb's getting them to a bowl this year. Mm, Tons. Um, UCLA, uh, longer arc, let's say. Trajectory long, right? Because he wants to do stuff like put in gajillion dollar sport science nutrition programs, right? That's things that take time, which by the way, everyone at UCLA loves them. Apparently, um, USC, I don't know. I don't know. I hijacked my own segment, but I had it in my notes. So we were going to talk about USC. I don't know. You going to stick with them right now because yeah. of the quarterback situation, because yeah. of the offense, what are you going to do? You can fire T Martin. So if you're Utah, yeah, exactly. See, I even flabbergasted the robot. So if you're Utah and you're Whittingham, do you turn this into a two to three year run? Your response. Uh, what year is Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley is a junior, the quarterback. Um, their their good running back Moss is a junior. They're good. Their top three receivers, the top five uh, targets are sophomore, junior, sophomore, freshman, freshman. And then another junior, and then two more freshmen. Uh, their defense, their their bread and butter, uh, led by two senior linebackers. So there is that. Um, by the by the way, I love that they have a really good uh, defensive back named Javelin, Javelin Gidry, sophomore. That's pretty awesome. Um, Gidry, Gidry, Javelin Gidry, oh, he, Javelin he's K he's Gidry. Gotta be, he's got to be for my ten. <laughs> so. Um, Vamp, I'm Googling it. So I would say Tyler Huntley, like with the Huntley and Moss and those guys, you, you could make a case that uh, there's absolutely a second run in this. Like, And again, we're talking about the, the high point of an overall. Like they're usually ranked between about 30th and 35th in S&P. Uh, they are tw- currently 12th uh, if they can if they can maintain this. I, I always get nervous when an offense just kind of suddenly explodes and theirs has over the last month. Like, you know what changed? I couldn't really find specifically what changed, and so it could always change back, and they could go back to being kind of a top thirty team. Um, but right now, they have played as well as anybody in the country over the last month, and if that continues, then they, I mean they're going to go into. I think it's very fair to say they would go into twenty nineteen as the as the South favorite. 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, USC gets will get a bump, especially if they go out and hire a new coach. Um, by the way, if they go out and hire a new coach, there's this dude at FAU who seems to recruit pretty well and has ties to the West Coast, uh, ties to USC that I think they should look at. But no, 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 he's kind of struggling this year. I was right. Gidry is, he finished high school in California and I was like, that just can't be right. And he actually attended three different high schools, two of which are down in, in Texas, Cedar Park. So Gidry, guarantee you that Gulf Coast, Louisiana, guarantee it. Um, well, if you're a Utah fan listening, you're welcome and I'm sorry. Um, pay attention to him. Rose Bowl? Rose Bowl. Well, pay attention to them because they're fun as hell at the moment. But then also, yeah, like they could, if you're ever, if you're ever looking at a Rose Bowl bid, you know, you're you're never going to have a cleaner path to the Pac-12 South title. And then, you know, no offense to Washington State, but you would rather play Washington State, a top twenty-five level Washington State in the Pac-12 title game than like a top five Washington or Oregon or whatever. So this here's, is here's there's never going to be a better chance than this right here. Here's what I know, Bill, Peter King style. Oh God. Shape up every one of those conference championship games right now. Oh, it's well the title that Jason put on my story Utah yesterday, Wazoo. The title that oh, uh, Jason on. put on my story yesterday was every single 2018 Power Five title game can include a WTF team. Washington State Utah uh, potentially. I, I I understand the odds, but Iowa State yeah. is very much in the picture right now for the title game no. at least. No, no, no. I'm saying quality of the game. Oh, I thought you meant just like shape up how Dude. weird it is. Kentucky. Yeah, and it, is, it is definitely weird. Yeah, yeah. Like Kentucky, Bama. You know, like Virginia, Clemson, whatever. But like. Dude, that's a game, man. Utah, Wazoo, I know they've already played each other, but like... But I mean, it was a pretty good game when they played each other. Yeah, it was a four-point game, but I'm saying like both of those teams have developed, so that's probably the most entertaining game of the conference slate in a year in which people are trying to murder Larry Scott (laughs) and completely write the conference off once again. The ratings for Washington State, Utah will suck. Trash. But but you want to talk about like two two fan bases and two teams that are real super excited to be there and really super excited to be playing for the Rose Bowl. That might Um, actually go to that stupid game in Milpitas. Of course, then again, Washington State will be playing for a spot in the CFP, so forget the Rose Bowl. Fine with that. (laughs) I'm I'm lying, but I'm fine with it. Checking to see if that's a Friday night or a Saturday game this year. <laughs> Pac-12 football championship game tickets are on sale. Yeah, I bet they are, bro. <laughs> I don't Kyle care what time him, they by the way, on sale. I want to know what time they. Oh, yeah, it's a Friday game. Okay, you dumbasses. Well, we you know they can't really we can't they can't make us happy because we call that stupid. But then when they schedule it on Saturday night with everything else, like they did and, when yeah McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey got ignored we called in that, that game too. So they can't win yeah. in that regard. Uh, that was the, the way, year I said that it should have been on Friday. Was the year that McCaffrey went off? Right, exactly. So you can like retroactively, we can't we can't say that one should be on Friday, but this one should be on Saturday. Uh, by the way, uh, Kyle Winningham is fifty eight years old. So I will say, like, I understand why he's not the sexiest name on any fan bases list or anything like that. Uh, but if he were to make a move to a bigger school, it'd be in like the next two years, especially if Utah's going to have a little mini peak going on right now. Just no, no, lot. I don't. You know, he's, he's obviously he went to college in. He's from California. He went to college in Utah at BYU. Um, he might never want to leave, and that's fine too. But if he were to ever leave, it'll be in the next two years. Uh, last one, Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel bad. I, I love Why? when. Well, because I'm, I, I basically, I, I straight up called them a fluke on Sunday, and then I basically, in yesterday's piece, I basically said like they are by far the least likely uh, of any of these teams to really actually do some damage moving forward. 
Um, but I, you know, I stand by that cause I think it's true, but it is still just an incredible little, uh, an incredible God, they have a lot of plot twists in a given year. Like just this whole, you know, a couple of years ago, they were awesome and then they were bad and they were good. And then this year they were horrible to start the year. They were lucky to beat Purdue. Uh, they lost to Duke. They as fluky as it was, they lost to Akron. They were 72nd in S and P plus. Um, and then they, thanks to basically a good quarter, they stick around and, and almost beat Michigan, even though that they were clearly not the superior team in that game. But then they beat Michigan State on the road. They were the superior team in that game. Try as hard as they can to lose to Nebraska. Try to lose to Rutgers and then beat Wisconsin. <laughs> they beat they do because Jonathan Taylor fumbles twice in, in Wisconsin territory and, and all that. But they still... I always feel this is where like having the numbers and, and everything and try, having to try to keep looking forward and, and understand what's about to happen. It kind of, it's a drag because yeah, Northwestern really isn't a very good football team, but, but they've won nine of 10 conference games. Uh, the only other teams to do that are like Alabama, Clemson and, and other teams that are always good UCF. Um, and here they are having won nine out of 10 and with a chance to beat Notre Dame this weekend and, and really kind of make for an entertaining November before losing by 38 to Iowa anyway. So we're not buying. No. Well, I mean, we're buy- I guess we have to buy because they're a game and a half up with three to play. That's a good – I mean, even if you lo- get drubbed by Iowa, you might still be in good shape at that point. Um, and then they finish with Minnesota and Illinois. So maybe they can kind of eke it out here, but I'm not buying in terms of them being a, a, a like a really good and rising football team, no. I'm thinking how bad this would affect Ohio State or Michigan. It really won't. It won't. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Um, yeah, it's pretty tough, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Minnesota's like a Minnesota's a push for me. Illinois obviously sucks, but like Notre Dame and Iowa, you're gonna lose those games. And no, by the, it is funny though, because I mean, technically Northwestern could finish eight and one in conference play and zero and three in non-conference. <laughs> with with they're smarter oh, than us and more noble and zero and three they lost, having they played Duke and Akron. Yeah, gotta watch out for that uh, those max schedules. Um, all right, Bill. Yo, questions. How much time do we have? I haven't even. You got me all riled up, and now I, I lost track. We're at oh, super something. fun right now. Yeah. Hi, my name is Richard. Uh, top four G five schools right now are top four G five. Yeah, he has a Utah State hat on. <laughs> well, there. Yeah, I would say I kind of agree with my rankings. I guess the like, answer is Georgia. UCF, uh, Fresno, Utah State. I mean, maybe still App State, but um, you they're son obviously of a bitch. they're still kind of falling apart. Obviously, I'm 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 just gonna ignore my co-host here. Um, well, Houston, I would say Houston. So, um, UCF and a- and and Houston from the AAC and Utah State and Fresno from the Mountain West, and then Boise probably right behind them. Too. These people in South Georgia, okay, like a zombie army. Hey, like anybody who wants to like marching. pay me to come to a Georgia Southern game, I'm I'm in because that that well, crowd looks fun as hell. Keep saying this, somebody's going to invite you, and then you're never going to make it home. <laughs> a lot of farmland out there. Yeah, I, I they, they all loved me. I, I like uh, Chad Lunsford retreated me the other day for, oh, yeah, for that was talking about. Cool. Uh, even though I worded my tweet poorly, they still they still loved it. So that was I was I, I'm 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 a fan. I just they're not one of the four best mid majors in the country right now. Uh, Gervonta Millendaire, uh, why do I have the feeling that if Alabama finds a way to lose two games by one to three points, they will still make the playoffs over an undefeated UCF? Yeah, that would happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> that would happen. Because UCF's uh, going to top out at about eighth, like no matter what Alabama does. 
That is, uh, we were talking about this in our Slack room yesterday. Uh, like, when the playoff rankings come out tonight, it is very conceivable that UCF is like 17th. Therefore, completely and totally destroying any notion of, like, we talk about the two-year bump and all that. Like, if you do really, really well one year, like, unless you have Oklahoma to start the very next season, like, they're just going to ignore you all over again and, and start you at the bottom all over again. Um, and this is just the most annoying storyline because it's going to piss me off when they're, they, they're, when they're placed that low. And then all the UCF fans that are pissed off are going to piss me off too. <laughs> so it's a it's a, it's complete no-win situation here. Gabe wants to know our Clay Helton opinions. We kind of gave them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't love the hire to begin with. I certainly don't love it now. I just I, – I completely agree with Bill on that. It's just I'm, I'm looking through it from the lens of like, what do you do here? Yeah, I think this has to be a flush of everything that they have to completely clean out everything from the Carroll era mm. and risk not being able to replicate that success. Eh, They've I mean, hung on to to vestiges of this for so long that I was about I mean, to say you see where it got them. So right, Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll's last season was '09, I believe. So uh, probably just hire Lane like back. That. Just hire Lane back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Either either start fresh completely or hire Lane back and keep it going all over again. Um, now where it's going this year, you know, he just, you know, this was a perfect time for him to fire his offensive, uh, or not, I guess, demote his offensive coordinator and fire his O-line coach. Is that what he did? Um, he took over play calling duties and all that. Cause they're playing Oregon state now. Uh, and so that should be a freebie, like where you score 38 points and everybody feels good about everything. But, um, I mean, their offensive line is horrible. Their run game is horrible. They've got a freshman quarterback with a horrible run game. Uh, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's bad, and it's bad in a lot of ways that isn't to the, just a situation where the freshman quarterback is overwhelmed. He's got, he's got no help. So um, it's bad. Really good hypothetical. You ready? Okay. UF Mark 79. Um, I, don't know. I, I don't know how to answer this one. If Brom leaves Purdue for Louisville and Luke Fickle is offered Purdue, should he take it, or is Cincinnati a better <laughs> job, at least a better job to him? Yeah, Here's why I don't know. Here's why I don't okay. know. So the last four coaches, which basically basically encompasses like most of the modern era for Cincinnati, and I want to say it was like Rick Minter before that. The last four coaches at Purdue, or I'm sorry, at Cincinnati, they made three rising star hires and one established veteran hire. The one that failed them was the established veteran hire in Tommy Tuberville because right. he was on the tail end of his career. He had sort of won a national title at Auburn, <laughs> Texas Tech, yada yada yada. The others are Mark D'Antonio, Brian Kelly. And Butch Jones. So those people ended up Michigan State, Notre Dame, Tennessee. Purdue? I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, big t- it's Big Ten and it's it's Big Ten West, uh, which clearly offers a better path to wins. It's no, it's the only right. Like when we're talking about better for Fickle, I assume what he meant for that is you know Cincinnati is in Ohio and Purdue is not, but it's like three hours northwest. It's not like it's a different country. So no, I mean, I, th- I think what he's asking is, do you stay at Cincinnati and hold out? Well, I mean, game? a better job for him suggests that Cincinnati is just better than Purdue. Never mind any future prospects. But but either way, I mean, I, no, I take the, is it? take the damn yeah, take the damn Purdue job. It's really? big. T- it's Big Ten and it's Big Ten West, and you're inheriting a program that has uh, been very well coached and developed pretty well offensively. And now you get to come in and upgrade its recruiting. You're not going to sign top. 15 recruiting classes at Purdue, but he'll be able to upgrade his recruiting if only because recruiting it's he signed better classes at Sensi than than 
Um, Braum has at Purdue, I think, uh, right off the top of my head anyway. So, no, that's a very good situation for him to be in. I mean, you know, it, wouldn't, it might not be the last stop in his career, but I, you absolutely make that move. I don't know. I do. I'd always assumed he would go to Michigan State after D'Antonio retired. <laughs> well, uh, they have a, is a vampire who will never retire. So, wow, mean. Um, and I mean, he's not retiring now. All right, let's just go ahead and ask the dumber question. Not dumber. <laughs> is Ohio State open? No, Ohio I, I State think State open and fickle. We're gonna. Somebody's gonna talk about it. We might as well do it. He'll be on. Fickle would automatically be on all the Ohio State will probably look at lists that like the Feldmans and the, and and whatnot come up with right afterward. Um, that's not. That's kind of like Clay Helton being hired by USC to me. Like, open your umbrella much further than that if you're Ohio State. He's a great. He obviously recruits Ohio State wonderfully, but anybody could come in in theory and recruit at Ohio State really well. Uh, yeah. So think bigger. If I'm Ohio you have State. Mark also asked if we should care about the playoff rankings being released tonight. I think you know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, uh, C. Clinneron, C. whatever. I don't know. Make your name better. <laughs> um, nep- nepotism is going to ruin K State because Bill wants Sean to be head coach. No question. Just wanted someone to commiserate with. <laughs> uh, my friend Ty, everybody should go to bl- uh, bring on the cats. My friend Ty. Um, he, he's TB on bring on the cats. He basically started that site right when I was starting, um, rock M nation. So we were, we, we've been buds for a while. We went out to eat in Kansas city a couple of weeks ago. He wrote a really nice piece this morning about just basically like how hard it is to write about how it's time for, uh, Bill Snyder to go, but that it's time for Bill Snyder to go. Um, and how it could get very, very ugly. Cause it's pretty much a guarantee that Bill Snyder thinks he can rebound. Um, so it's yeah it's 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 obviously well uh, let's put it this way it was always going to come to this this was always what was going to happen and it appears to be happening because this is um yes let's see this is overall like their their S&P plus rankings in recent years have gone from as as the as the Ron Prince uh, recruits have cycled out of the program they've gone from Let's see. They were sixth in 2012. They're 27th in 2014. They they bottomed out to 80th. They rebounded to 34th or 31st. They bottomed out to 64th again last year. Very smoke and mirrors team. So this was the year they either rebound or they don't. Uh, and they are currently 96th in SP. The offense returned everybody and stinks. The defense stinks. He got rid of a couple of the coaches that um like the Dana Demmel and and a defensive uh guy I'm blanking on his name now. Now, um, that had been there forever. And a lot of K-State fans were like, you know, they, they need some new blood. They need some new energy uh, in the coaching staff. Uh, they got that, and they're terrible. Um, Dana Dimble, UTEP hasn't won a game yet, have they? I don't believe nope. so. They have, they've actually gotten better in recent weeks. I'm not going to pretend they're like going to be amazing or anything, but they're not as bad oh, as no, they I didn't they mean that to be flipping. But yeah, that, but that's yeah, the, yeah, they have won a game. That's the job from hell. Yeah, um, oh, it's a horrible job. They that's, uh, Actually, I, they have gotten better in recent weeks. They, they almost beat North Texas and Louisiana Tech, but I digress. Uh, real quick, just wanted to throw out what I know. Um, I always subscribe to a theory, a colleague of mine, I don't want to out them. Um, but they covered the big 12 for a portion, a large portion of their career. The colleague of mine was always convinced. And I subscribe to his theory that Bill would resign in a manner in which he could appoint Sean as an interim. Like July. Like, like, yeah. And I've always, I've always believed that. And I don't believe that they're going to fire him after this year. So that's, that's what I believe. It doesn't mean what's going to happen. I think his leverage to do that would have been this year, but he didn't. I and... w- we talked about this. Yeah. 
I thought this year we, we were all we. I think I talked to Kirk about this about having <laughs> something ready to go yeah. for Snyder Watch somewhere in the realm of like June to September. Oh, we definitely yeah, we definitely have a pre prepared yeah <laughs> Snyder um, retirement piece. I um, just I don't know. It's a strange situation. It, it, we could do a whole episode on on. And actually, we the, will. Um, we just got hashtag SPAP, and we just got another K State question from at one dishwasher. Uh, Two parter K State. Bill Snyder has the great offenses forever. Every decade since the seventies, OC at North Texas, tremendous offenses at Iowa in the eighties and Kansas State in the nineties, two thousands and tens. What happened this year? Part two. Venables doesn't uh, doesn't aspire to be a head coach, does he? Uh, if is there anybody who would want the K State job and be an acceptable choice to the Snyder family, the fan base, and the administration? Um, I mean, the fan base, I think, is much more open <laughs> to to. Uh, to, to other candidates not on the Snyder tree um, than they were maybe a couple of years ago. I, the obvious name here is Jim Levitt. I don't – he might, he and Bill Snyder might not really have an amazing – it was hard to tell like when that stuff came out a couple of years ago about how he was named the coach in waiting, but Bill vetoed it because he wants Sean to get the job and all that. That was, always, that was kind of weird to follow. But Levitt, I think, would absolutely take the job, and he – um, I I would I would definitely pick him over Venables right now, not in terms of quality, but in terms of likelihood. Right, for sure. Uh, I mean, let me may, plow maybe, through some of these. May, well, maybe Kansas, maybe all the Kansas State fans who have been hoping that this is right are right, and that he's been like waiting for the Kansas State job all along. But yeah, probably not. I think it's Levitt is the is is. The I think Levitt's going to move on this year. Yeah. Um. Okay, real fast. Uh, eat more chicken. Ninety nine. This is over on Reddit. Uh, after finally beating TCU, what is David Beatty in Kansas's future? Does Kansas have a chance of being a bowl team at some point? No, they're going to fire David Beatty. Yeah, um, um, not that this matters. Like when, when when you win, you win, and it's it's fun no matter what. But I, I this cracked me up. I tweeted it out yesterday. Uh, they fell two spots in S and P. That's how fluky the the win was the other day. Um, uh, Steve, the good Sam too. Stephen, question: How why do why do we talk about some coaches as being good and they seem to get interviews for better jobs but don't win? Like Larry Fedora comes to mind or Dave Dorn before this year is a good example. Uh, then there's a question for you. Let me answer this real Wait. fast. Um, marketing is a thing, and branding is a thing, and how you politic agents. with the media and agents and position yourself is a thing. What tree you come off of is a thing. Um, the tree thing is starting to, I think, recede a little bit, but mainly because of the the overextension of the Saban tree, right? <laughs> and maybe maybe Meyer to some degree as well. That's a really short answer, Goodson. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's never really. Age is a huge bias. We've mentioned that a couple times on this show already. Um, so, well, Fedora, think, like Fedora, had them like a, Fedora interviewed for a lot of jobs, right? But he man. also like in terms of we talk about some coaches being good. He he was a really good coach at least until a couple of years ago. He had them top thirty a couple times and was recruiting well. So, what about my Larry? Well I'm going to write all this anyway, so those of you listening to the podcast can get a chuckle out of it. Like, what about my what about my theory on Kentucky as it extends to North Carolina? Should they be patient or should they fire him? Uh, I'm asking you from a from right. an analytical viewpoint. Well, I mean, this year was always going to be really weird. Uh, they did, uh, you know, they lost a lot. They uh, and then they had the suspensions and everything was kind of weird. They weren't supposed to be this bad, I, I, so I can't really justify them being this bad. But they have a super super young roster. Um, they got a couple. I don't of good think defenders Kentucky was ever this bad either during the um, malaise. Uh, let's let's see. 
Uh, I don't yeah, think they were. I'm, I'm going to grind things to a halt. What was the worst Kentucky season here recently? They were – oh, no, no, they were exactly this bad last year. <laughs> um, they, they, won were? Some, they won some close games instead of losing. No, I mean them. like the actual – because North Carolina is 1-6 right now. Is Kentucky ever 1-6? No, they do the opposite. Remember, they start five yeah, and one yeah, yeah. and then finish zero yes, and six. That's, yes, yes, they would start strong and table off because they get their ass kicked in conference play. Yes, right. so so that was so that's kind of more my point. Where like right now, people one and six are saying, oh, "You got to fire him. You got to fire him." Now, right. I don't think he's going to catch fire at the end. No, I mean they they well, I mean they get NC State. This it would feel very much uh, apt for that rivalry for them to beat NC State at the end of the year, but. Um, Right. Yeah, I, right. I think he probably at this point I would lean on him getting fired. But if he, but it, just to the point of him staying, could he rebound? Yeah, he could because it's a pretty young team. But uh, good. Some also has to. a question for you. We can do a re- do it real fast. Do it real fast. Sure. Hokie, uh, Hokies are young, and I've been telling myself that they would get better by November. Anyway, does a rather young team get better usually as the year goes on? Um, I can say usually they get some margin better. Yeah, some, I mean some margin. We, yeah, we always. Like this is where we put teams and we put like we try to create like cases for we can point to like this is how it usually works. It, 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 you could find examples of every single different scenario of the completely uh, of a defense like this completely bottoming out and then rebounding all the way. Maybe they show signs by the end of the year. Um, I mean, forty five to Notre Dame and forty nine at Georgia Tech. They are certainly not improving at the moment. But, um, I mean, Boston College isn't amazing. Pitt's not amazing. Miami's offense is definitely not amazing. Virginia's offense isn't amazing. So they could have a good month defensively. Um, it's, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility there. And it's funny. We're talking about Virginia Tech. They bottomed out. Horrible. Uh, probably going to win the ACC Coastal. <laughs> Um, seeing what FAU has done offensively since I'm sorry, this is Workman 451. Seeing what FAU has done offensively since Kendall Bryles left and what UH has done since his arrival, is it time to talk about how maybe Bryles was key to FAU's 2017 we season and does he have a chance at a P5 OC job? The other we day. did? Yep. Oh, uh, we did. That's right. Week, no, yeah. no, I'm sorry. It's because they said he was perfect for Texas State. Yes, his name has been associated there. No, I don't think it's going to happen right now. Um, what can college football administrations learn from the Ohio State and Maryland investigations from JJ Terp? Ah, uh, nothing. Just just stall they until won't. it all blows over and it yeah, will blow they over. They won't. Yeah. Because most of their tactics have have kept most of those people in power Ugh. in power thus far is my super cynical answer, but also I've been doing this for a while to know. Well, I was about like, to say how is it? It's not even cynical, it's correct. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just yeah. I I don't what incentive do you have to do it any different? Yeah, it's 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 horrible and and it's extremely uh, discouraging that it's worked at both places. It's worked at both places. Um, two more questions. We're gonna get out of here. Yeah, let's not end on one. that. No, 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 we're not. I, I know what we're going to end on because I just found the, the greatest thing in the world from a Bama fan, no less. First off, Youngblood Aggie says, why don't Pac-12 powers Washington State into Utah abandon chronic underperformers USC and UCLA and form a super conference with Utah State and Fresno State? Damn it, Youngblood Aggie, I don't know. But they sure should. Yeah, don't Can give you imagine you, selling the television rights to that? Don't go, yeah, don't give USC any ideas. Um could yeah, you imagine yeah, definitely. selling the television rights to that. Yeah, no. Put no. it on ham radio. Um, <laughs> I, it's fun. Look, man, I love that spirit, which I think Young Blood Aggie would indicate that he's a Utah State fan. Yeah. But I love the idea of Washington State and Utah um, throwing their chest out about carrying <laughs> the conference. I yeah. love that, man, because because our backs are so getting m- tired, man. 
Dude, spending so much time in Mississippi, and it's just like you, the, the first two years that Missouri comes into the league, they win the division. I love that concept. I love it because you never – I mean, like, from Paul Feinbaum to most of, the, most of our colleagues in the national media, everything is set up to kiss the ass of and defend and justify, like, 25 names in college football. And everyone <laughs> right. else is just chaff. And – these moments are fantastic, yeah. and it's a dynamic that doesn't exist in other sports because they don't have hundreds of teams. <laughs> it would um, be more fantastic if Alabama wasn't uh, the unstoppable juggernaut at the top of the sport at the moment, but it's still Bill, fun. speaking of, yeah. we will leave you And I this. Actually, I, I think we have another one we got to really quickly address after All right, this you one. get in. No, 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 you first because mine's a better finisher. I know which question you're about to ask. Is there a way we can get Mike Gundy to Auburn? Asks Bama <laughs> Professor Roll Tide Roll. I hope so. That's one of the few places. I like, know. I, 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 yes. I want Mike Gundy to stay at Oklahoma State for another 25 years, but that's one of the few places he could go where I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes. There is nothing <clears throat> about this that I don't love. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. Please don't isolate what I'm saying. That might be the on. only job. I'm cycling through. That might be the only place where Gundy could go where I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's. I want to see this because otherwise just stay at OSU for the next 25 years. Um, we know he's flirted with all those jobs before. We know he sought the Florida job on one occasion. And to me, in 2018, there's a pretty strong similarity between Florida and Auburn. I think he could – oh, yes. Yes. Just yes. I'm not going to sit here and do the actual math <laughs> and the work on this. Just please, God, make that happen. Yeah, I think it'll take a lot of money for him to leave at this point. But um, no, but he's, he's shown that he'll listen all. to anybody. And that's, Dude, I don't think it will at all. Yeah. I, honestly, if Auburn calls Mike Gundy, I think he would go for the same salary. Uh, I don't know. I think he'd need a, a little bit of a, of a bump. But I, I think he's very satisfied where he is currently. But anyway, um, here's all the question right. we have to end on. At, go home. At Steve, G, at Steve G. Gherkin. Important college football question. How did you uh, meet your respective wives? College football, technically. So technically, me too. If you in a very roundabout way, uh, I believe I wrote about this in my book. But my story, as short as humanly possible, uh, we went down to Oklahoma in 1999 for the Missouri Oklahoma game. Made a road trip overnight. Almost got arrested in Yukon, Oklahoma, um, because, well, because there was a sexually repressed um, cop on duty at the Walmart, and he kicked us out for playing with bouncy balls because. I don't know, Oklahoma. Anyway, so we get pulled over on the highway, have to spend a lot of time on our knees with our hands in the air because he's messing with us and it's Oklahoma. Uh, But then, uh, let's see, four-ish years later, three and a half years later, um, my... At a at an NBA happy hour at Mizzou, my roommate uh, is hitting on a girl and getting nowhere with her. Asks her where she's from. She says Oklahoma. He says, "Hey Conley, this girl's from Oklahoma." And so I walk over there and uh, I ask, "Where are you from?" She says, "Yukon." I say, "I was almost arrested in Yukon once, and we lived happily ever after." That is cute. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even gonna be mean about that. That's cute. I'll kick your coverage. I hate that term. All, all because she hate, she was not impressed with my roommate. Um, my wife and I went to the same college, but we were four and a half years apart. And since I took six years to get out, <laughs> overlap. Um, the real story, really fast, is that I had failed one three hundred level Spanish immersion class either three or four times. I was ac- academically dismissed from Ole Miss twice. 
Um, and so on the last go round where they're like, no, really. Oh, by the way, they let me back in for the third time because my sister was like at the top of the, um, honors college there and they didn't believe that we were related and they actually contacted my parents. And so then they were like, well, clearly this is some sort of environmental issue. So I'm trying to pass the Spanish class. I get paired with someone for a final speech I had to give on Machu Picchu, which as far as I know to this day is just the name of a Strokes album. And, uh, this, uh, I just, this woman, female girl, whatever, um, basically immediately sizes me up as the lazy idiot that I am and writes everything that I need for the speech in phonetics. In other words, like the English phonetic pronunciation of these Spanish words to go, I think it was like three minutes on Machu Picchu. And I just remember thinking like, she hates, she was like, God, you're like, basically did everything short of calling me an asshole. And I thought she was a bitch. And we were like, ugh, stupid preppy girl. And um, she showed up in class with color coded binders. And like, you know how in college, a lot of people just drag ass with like a t-shirt and like shorts to like to class. She would show up and like, she would show up like made up because she had a job at the time. So I didn't know who this person was. And then um, year uh, after I left, um, I was meeting, uh, met through friends of friends of friends kind of thing. And she was in the periphery, still didn't click. Um, and then, oh man, I'm gonna tell the real story here to end this. I cannot believe I'm committing this to audio. Please <laughs> don't find my wife on social media. Why don't oh, you just boy. call her? That's what she did the last week or whenever. She's driving right now. Okay. Actually, I could call her. Um, there was a face, remember Facebook groups? Facebook Ugh. didn't exist when I was in college. It didn't exist when you were in college, but it existed right after I got out of college. So I did every, I did exactly what you think a young male would do when he got out, when he get, when he got out of college and he had Facebook. You just use it for dating and you know, uh, dating purposes. Let's just say dating, you know, to be nice. Um, there was a Facebook group after I left Ole Miss. It says the DM sucks without Godfrey, which the DM was a Daily Mississippian. I had a very large presence of the Daily Mississippian, including like multiple columns and da 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 da. Oh. All those online by by chance. Uh, most of them have thankfully been removed because you want to talk about some truly horrible writing. Um, <laughs> my best friend at the time who I was living with in Nashville scrolls through the group one day and he goes, well, you should find if there's any hot chicks in here. And I was like, yes, yes, I should. Uh, that is a brilliant idea. And I scrolled through and I found this photo and I just was like, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And so I <laughs> total skis, messaged her on Facebook. and I'm like, hey, who are you? Because she's in my fan club is my justification. She's going to murder me when she hears this. Oh, my God. And then she's like, she has told me since. She was like, I was so embarrassed when you DM me. You were such a, you were such an, an a-hole for doing that. And she was like, well, we've actually met before. Da, 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 da. I brought up the Spanish class and a couple mutual friends we had. Long story short, <laughs> since I'm going to be divorced after this one goes to air, um, 2007 – LSU Ole Miss. So that was one of the blowout games. Was that the Miles take a knee game? No, that was nut. This was, oh, this is Orgeron's last year. Yeah. So they got stomped. Um, her family, as I've mentioned before, all LSU, all Louisiana. And then I came down because I, <laughs> I was asked to speak by the journalism school. That's the quality of education you receive at Ole Miss. I come to speak to you. And uh, it coincided. We met in a bar. Um, we, we met for the 10th time in a bar. We figured it all out, and uh, that was it. And I knew within 45 minutes I was going to marry her. <clears throat> that was the short version. I She was in a Facebook group about me, and she does not like to admit that. <laughs> it was just a, you got if you're listening right now and you don't remember old Facebook, you would just join a group because it had a funny title. You'd be like, God, like Mondays suck without coffee, and you would like join that group, right? 
And so it was like, the DM sucks without Godfrey. And she joined the group just because she read the DM every day. And I ju- was just total online predator mode, without a doubt. Now she's the mother of my children. Um, by the way, I just found a, a, co- a column from the Daily Mississippian with help from the internet way back machine. Uh, starts oh, with, no. really, I just want to talk football. I do, but like Snoop says, there's so, there, there'd be so much drama in the <sighs> LBC. Um, and I, I only did that because you can find stuff that I wrote in about 07. Or like, hell, if you really wanted to search the tigerboard.com archives, uh, you could probably find something just as bad. So therefore... I think that Missouri would have a better... A higher bar because it's a J school, so you would have more people trying not to be as hammy and bad. Whereas yeah, I was yeah, down in the D league. When you try to make pop culture references, and we all have. Um, and uh, closing note: uh, we're just going to continue ending this show and not actually ending it. Our, our friend Shikar Gupta just posted something that I meant to bring up last week because he had mentioned it then too. Um, a GoFundMe. This is not like the official PAPN GoFundMe or anything, but that shouldn't matter. Do it anyway. Um, the Panusas family of Irvine, California, on the morning of October 20th, a fire broke out at the Panusas house in the Green Tree neighborhood in Irvine. Tragically, Charles Panusas had to be rescued from the house by firefighters. He's currently hospitalized and on life support. We are raising funds to assist the family with all the unexpected expenses from this terrible event. Hospital bills, repair for the house, loss of work, etc. As a community, I know we all want to help. Here's how we can do it. Let's help ease the stress and burden. Every little bit helps. Um, this was... Uh, it, uh, I will retweet this uh link and then you can you can find the gofundme from there they were aiming for thirty thousand dollars they have hit uh twenty thousand twenty thousand nine hundred fifty in eight days um so by all means like use your money cannon for good that sounds like a very good cause and it's for a very very good friend of the show nobody told my wife that i told that story i didn't read the rest of the call i I, I I guess I should have like just as retribution for her I should have read the rest of this column online. There are worse out there. Um, there's <laughs> one about LSU that is very famous. Um, that was read out loud at my rehearsal dinner by a particularly scornful LSU graduate because my wife's uncle played running back at LSU and he was good. He got drafted. But you ended on a good point. What have we learned? Race relations is an endless debate that usually chases its tail and only puts uh, whatever it's circling in an uncomfortable position. The more acute point, none of this has anything to do with football. Just watch the games, have a Coke and a smile and shut up. I wrote that? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, your name was was attached to it anyway. I can't, yeah, I know. There's no ghostwriter. Trust me. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. A little bit. I about- did one one time where it was like 400 words about Quincy Carter doing Coke. <laughs> Yeah, that's not this one, but this one was yeah, about, you know, no edit. We had Cur- no editors, Colonel Reb, uh, Rush Limbaugh <laughs> on ESPN. You, you, you tied it all together. Oh, there was young. Yeah. Young libertarian. Godfrey was full of good ideas. <laughs> um, all I need was a, uh, a leather jacket and, uh, uh, um, remember everything you do online or in print lives forever. Everyone. Nobody, nobody remembers that ever. Uh, congratulations on the longest kicker on a show we've ever done. <laughs> like 20 minutes. All right. We have to go to do LSU Alabama things on Thursday. We don't have our guest yet, but we will. Also, I'm going to treat Georgia Kentucky as, as, as a equal partner to LSU Alabama, mainly to piss off Alabama fans. Okay. I'm not. Right. I'm going to uh, write a piece that actually because of a topic we brought up on here, I'm relitigating 2011 Alabama LSU later this week. I'm not. I was to, there. You want to interview me? <laughs> uh, oral history there. of with with starring one person. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, fifth I'm, row from the top in Tuscaloosa. Oh, nice. Uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to watch it start to finish and I'm going to write about it um, and comment on it. Oh, yeah, that guy was on Alabama. Oh, right. All those guys were on LSU. Right. And, and it's going to be fun. Um, I'm not going to relitigate an old Georgia Kentucky game, though. Chicken. 